grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, today is our annual congregation meeting. And so what I want to do for the message today is to kind of take some time uh, reviewing the, the past a little bit, and then uh, looking forward to what God has in store for us together as His church in 2015. And to get there, though, we've got to thank everyone who played such a huge role in uh, leading this church uh, to serve and to minister. Ministry is a funny word. It's, it's a Latin word. Uh, it means to, to serve. Uh, it literally means to be a waiter, to wait on tables. And so when we talk about being a minister or doing ministry, we're talking about the, the hard work of waiting on tables. How many of you have waited on tables before? Yeah. It's hard. I used to do catering. Oh my goodness. It's crazy hard work. You're running around and you're fixing things and there's someone who's grumpy and you gotta appease the grumpy person and then you gotta go back and you gotta tell the boss there's a person grumpy and then the boss is mad at you because someone's grumpy over there. It's, it's tough stuff. And so when Jesus describes, when the apostles describe what it's like to serve the church, they're like, you know what? It's like waiting on tables. Hard work. It's good work. It's important work. Uh, the Greek word they often use was diaconate, or diaconate, diaconus. Where we get the word deacon today, or deaconess. But it means the same thing as minister to wait on tables, to serve. And God brings us together to be His church so that we can serve each other serve this community, and serve those who don't know Jesus Christ yet. That's our purpose. That's our goal. That's our mission. And to get there, it takes the help of a, of a ton of folks. I want to thank all of you today. We have our, our elders, Topper, Dave, John, and Bill. You guys here, can you guys stand up? Thank you. 
This year, we've taken a huge step with our, our Sunday store kids ministry. We've introduced a new thing called the workshop. And the goal is to train these kids uh, to go out in, in the world we have today. This is not a new world to live in. And we're preparing them. And it's taken a huge step forward uh, for a lot of reasons. One big one is, is J.D. Clyde and the work she's doing with the kids down there. And uh, just being with the kids and being that, that constant energy source. Because Katie's got energy. <laughs> and Jamie is, you're calling her a minister of fun. It's her new position. And she does a ton of work for our little ones and our middle schoolers. And uh, so huge, huge stuff. And so our ministry has taken us a huge step forward this year uh, in large part with Jamie's life. So Jamie, thank you so much. In the early Christian church, they didn't have Bibles they could hand out to people. And so uh, they had people who read God's Word. Which was really important because most of the people were illiterate. So if you could read the Bible out loud, that was critical. And it's still critical today. Um, we always say, uh, blessed are those who bring good news. And the Bible, you know, we read our Bible. But it was always written to be read out loud. To read the people that was written. And so to read God's word is to stand in the line of a great tradition of scripture readers. And so, uh, if you could stand, Janet, Topper, Bev, Shane, Carrie, uh, Karen, Marilyn, Charlie, and Kelly, you guys can stand. Not only was God's word meant to be read, it was also meant to be sung. The typical early Christian worship service was to read scripture, sing some songs, have the Lord's Supper, and that was the worship service. And so the praise team stands in a long line of singing the Psalms and singing God's Word. And so if you could stand, Matt, Moises, Shannon, Scott, and Jamie, Jan, uh, Suzanne, Joanne, Phil, soundboard Phil, uh, soundboard Jesse, and Julie, you guys can stand. study some years ago, and they found out that um, when someone comes to a church for the first time, they will decide within the first five minutes whether they're coming back. So in other words, before they even hear the sermon, they'll decide if they're to come back or not. And what makes the biggest difference is who greets them when they walk in the front door, and then the opening song. And then they're going to decide if they're going to make up their mind whether they're coming or back or not, most of the time. Is that weird? Unbelievable. Which means, if you're an usher here, you're more important than me. <laughs> most of the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. But most of the time, yeah. And the ability to open a door, smile, and welcome someone to God's house. Incredible privilege and incredible responsibility. And so for our ushers, if you could stand, Judy, Crystal, Topper, Bobby, Shelly, Dan, Tim, and Marcy, uh, Janice and Jim, Mike and Chris, Joey and Kirsty, Kelly and Cassie, and then Jackie uh, just is on board because she just signed up last Sunday. So Jackie, thanks, Jackie. <laughs> 
takes a lot to keep this place running. Uh, and Rob, Tom, Dave, um, the spring clean team. If you were here for the spring cleanup, uh, if you were here for Christmas tree setup or takedown, or the Easter setup or takedown, or the uh, Passover meal setup or takedown, or um, if you're a part of any of our well, I've got to pick that one later. That you can stand. And there's a ministry that takes place. We have our meal ministry. Um, literally, the table waiters. Uh, it's it's a, a great way to share God's love by saying, I know you're going through a challenging time right now. Dinner's on us. You don't have to cook your buddies. That program's kind of struggling a little bit. You didn't kind of get the response we were hoping to get. Uh, but Bonnie, Kagerman, and Beth are working in love with those seniors. It's phenomenal. Our Bible camp. We have over 70 kids here hearing about Jesus' love for them. We have our Habitat for Humanity. We're in a visible way of God's hands. And our mission trip to Cuba. We've got six people going and a ton supporting them to help them get there. It doesn't happen without you, the church. And you are the church. God calls us together to be his people, to be his ambassadors, to be his reflection, uh, to be his hands and feet and voice. That's our purpose. That's why we're here. And no other reason. So I want to ask all of you to Please. You are the church. And I will golf clap for you. <laughs> Because I don't speak Spanish. What am I going to do? 
And she said, the fact that you came makes such a huge impact, it opens doors. Because if people will open your door and let you into their home, and you'll have a translator with you from a local congregation to talk about Jesus. And a translator alone couldn't get in the house. But you, the translator, you can get in the house. Because they'll be excited to meet someone from America and talk to you. I'm like, really? She goes, yep, yeah, that's how it works. It works every time. So we're going. Is that awesome? And I just read that because of the loosening of restrictions, we can bring back cigars this time. <laughs> so it's going to help fund the mission trip. Not a lot. I can't bring a ton back, all right? We're going to bring all suitcases back. But we go share the gospel. Because that's why we're here. The call of God has called us to be and to do as his church. And also in 2015, we're starting a new leadership training program. It's called Head, heart, hands. How many of you are still in school? <laughs> God bless you guys. God bless you. But here's the good news. One day, you're going to graduate. Yes. Amen, sister. Amen. Lift it up. Amen. Right? Praise Jesus. Okay. And then, you're going to do something with that degree. with it. Imagine a school where you never graduated and you never did anything with a degree. You just kept going to school. Kept going to school, going to school, going to school. You know some people like that. They're like professional students. But most of us go like, no, I'm here for a purpose. And someday I'd like to do something with this degree. Sometimes churches just do Bible study, which is good. It's great. an intense training process for three years. And after three years, he says, see ya, bye, you're on your own. You can do it. He put it this way, actually. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always. Now that's commission. Can you imagine the disciples' reaction when they heard those words? There's, there's no airplanes. There's no internet. You could sail places, but it was still pretty dangerous to sail. A very risky proposition. If you travel, and you walked, if you were really wealthy, you could ride, but most vast majority of people they didn't have a horse they could ride or a camel they could ride. They had animals carrying their gear and they were walking with the donkey. You walked everywhere. So imagine, they're looking at Jesus, he's ascending to heaven, and Thomas says, hey, Peter, he meant, he said, you say all nations? That's a figurative sense, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I think he meant all nations. But like, like, everywhere you like, are you in India? I guess so, Thomas. 
here. Yes, Thomas? Where's India? <laughs> well, it's east, it's that way. But yeah, yeah, no, that, but like, how far that way? Look, you, you head east, over a, a thousand miles through desert, and then you, you keep on walking, and when you hit India, you stop. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that's really helpful. Tell you what, Thomas, I'll take Rome, you take India. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's really good. I really appreciate that. That'll be a piece of cake. Well, it, it, it will be a heavy cross to bear. But is that too soon? Yeah, it's too soon. He, just, he was on a cross 53 days ago. Knock it off. Yeah, I apologize for that. Don't tell John. He's a little sensitive about stuff like this. I heard that. Right? And if you go to India today, Mylapar, India, you will find the tomb of St. Thomas the Apostle. And there are Christians in India today who trace their origins back to the work that Thomas did around 52 AD. All nations. Everywhere. You know what the cool thing is about living here? The nations come here. Nations will be here in two weeks. They'll be here. God has called us to be His church at this time, at this place. <laughs> and that's how we're doing our leadership training program at Heart Campus. And after that, approximately two to three year program, we're going to work out the exact schedule yet. We're getting there. You're going to graduate. <coughs> We're going to send you out to do something. God will tell you what. The need will be there. It will be His church doing His work in this place. And we're not going to send you to India. Unless you want to go. If you want to go, we'll find a way to get you there. But we are sending you out to your homes community, to your jobs, to your neighborhood, to be the presence of Christ. Because there's a lot of people in this valley who will never step foot in here. They just won't. we got to go out there. says, you are the church. You are the body of Christ. The analogy that Paul uses. To be his hands, his feet, his mouthpieces in this world. And just so you know, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Over and over and over again. Look at Peter. Oh my goodness. God will restore you his forgiveness, encourage you with his spirit, and send you out with his power. And our gospel reading for today, John read, says, On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it. 
That's not church on the defensive. That's church on the offensive. The gates of hell will not stand against it. And God sends you out to be his ambassadors, or as in this analogy, to be his warriors. Standing up for his grace and the voice for his mercy. Being a pillar of his word. My friends, you will fail. By the power of God, you will be victorious. That's our mission. That's why we're here. We, we, we exist so that those who are driving by, for those who need a place of rest and of refuge and of peace can have a, a good, safe, renewing place. But we're also here so that many of you can be retrained, recentered, and reset. That's why we're here. By God's grace and His power, we are and we will be the church. Amen? Amen. In peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, may it guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus our Lord, your life everlasting.